and welcome welcome again it has been more than a year since my last podcast episode and a lot has happened in my life i will come back to that in um, different episodes the episode of today is episode number 12 and it is an interview and a talk with Annemiek van Helsdingen and um, she is the founder of the Academy for Soul-Based Coaching. As you know, if you've listened to my previous podcast, I've always um, had a strong opinion that like being an entrepreneur is a very uh, good thing in order to develop yourself. It's the ultimate personal development tool because you have to have the ownership, you have to develop yourself in order to become a successful and significant entrepreneur. But in order to be happy as well, and to find your soul's mission, it is important that you know how to listen to your own soul. Now, a soul-based coach will help you listen to your deepest knowing, the knowing, the voice of your soul. And once you've learned that, that will give you uh, such an advantage uh, in life. And I think it will make you more, um, uh, how do you say that? Experience more peace in your life, experience maybe more happiness. Because we are here as humans to discover who we truly are. Who are you? And why are you here on earth? And why were you called to maybe start a certain kind of business? Are you living in alignment with your soul's mission and how do you find out? Well, just listen to our interview um, and a lot of things will become clear to you. If you've got um, questions once you've listened to our episode, please write me at support at williammeister.com and we will make more episodes and we will maybe pick out your question and make an episode about that. You know, as I told in uh, a previous episode, I can't recall which number that was. It has been a quite difficult last couple of years. The last two years have been really, really tough. It was tough because of the whole Corona thing and the way it messed about with my business, but gave me new um, opportunities as well. But living uh, in the fear all these years um, to lose my son. As I told you before, my son was battling with a severe drug addiction and um, it was like every day there was this little voice in my head, you know, maybe today is that day. And let me tell you, that messes about with your whole being. It, it messes about with your health your state of being, your state of mind, even your mindset. And it has been quite difficult in order to to accept the situation as it was, to look inside of the wounds and to find the gift inside of the wound. And I can tell you now, I am not quite done with my healing um, from the last couple of years, but I have managed to see the gifts inside of the wounds and I am busy trying to give them the proper meaning, 
a proper place in my life and in my business. And so I am in the middle of changing around a whole lot of things. As I told you in episode 2, that is the title Why I Call Myself a Dragon Slayer and a Dream Chaser, I tell you about part of my life story about uh, fighting my dragons, slaying my dragons in order to, um, to discover myself, to find myself, to build my business, to be of significance and of meaning in this world, to find my true purpose. And in the last uh, year or so, I discovered that fighting the dragons is not the right way in order to find yourself. And it's not the right way in order to find and listen to the voice of your own soul. As I was fighting my dragons, I was fighting my main dragon and during that fight I looked the dragon into his eyes and I got a fright. A big shock went through me as I was fighting this dragon because looking into the dragon's eyes I saw myself. And then the big discovery came. William, you have been fighting yourself your whole life. It is time to stop fighting, to embrace this dragon and to look for the gifts inside of your wounds. Everything has a meaning, everything has a purpose, as I believe. And sometimes I can't find that meaning, but then it comes down to trusting God or trusting the universe that all is well. Um, enough about me, enough about the intro and the changes, and I will come back to you in more episodes after this episode with Annemiek van Helsdinger, founder of the Academy for Soul-Based Coaching. It is an episode all about our soul, our soul's mission about spirituality and lots of other good things and jewels inside of our conversation. Have fun and let me know if you have any questions. Well, Annemiek, nice to speak to you again. The last time we spoke, it was in Dutch. And um, so welcome again. For me, it's a little bit difficult because I have this feeling that my English is a bit rusty. The last time that I uh, recorded an English podcast or had a proper English conversation has been a long time ago, maybe about a year. But uh, anyway, welcome. And um, well, can I ask you to introduce yourself? Who are you and what do you do in life? Yes. So thank you for having me, William. And um, thank you for doing this in English. It's much appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Yes, so my name is Annemiek van Helsdingen, and I am the founder of the Academy for Soul-Based Coaching, which is a global online live training institute for high-quality coach training. Um, that's it in a nutshell. I'm that also is a mom. Yeah. yeah, I'm also okay. a mom and a, and a wife and, you know, do quite a few other things. <laughs> quite a few other things. Well, maybe we'll get to those uh, things. We'll see. Uh, anyway, we'll see if we can do uh, multiple episodes uh, about certain uh, subjects. Um, so the Dutch podcast was quite interesting as well because um, I got a lot of questions still to ask about that episode and things we talked about. 
But uh, let's um, dive into your entrepreneurship as well. When did you start uh, with uh, being an entrepreneur and when did you start um, with the foundation of the Academy for Soul-Based Coaching? Yeah, it's a great question. I was not one of those people who had this dream of wanting to become an entrepreneur. Um, it was more born out of necessity that I made that step. That was in 2005. And um, that was following a big burnout. And then you know, it really, literally taking me quite a few years to get back on my feet. And I was like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to explore how I can do this on my own terms. Um, and that's when I started to do the work that I already was doing. So that was um, corporate consultancy, change management, um, executive coaching. Um, and I started to do that by myself. And then um, not long after, uh, merged with two of my best friends um, to, um, to have a, a consultancy together. Um, and so I did that for quite a long time. Um, and I was always really curious about, you know, what, how come people do what they do, even when it leads them to places where they don't want to be. <laughs> mm -hmm. And that have, uh, happens more often than we think or want to know. Um, and so that brought me to this quest of um, all these models that you can use in consultancy and that I've been studying and, and trained in. And I was always like, well, you know, yeah, we can use this model. Uh, and I can give you a great, you know, logical explanation of why, but I can do the same for that model or for that one. So, yeah. you know, why would we choose one over the other? And um, that got me really curious, right? What's the difference that makes the difference as NLP famously asks. Um, and, and that brought me to a skill set and a, a tool set of clean language and symbolic modeling. Um, and that really opened up. Um, self-generated change in individuals but also in groups and that was really exciting to me I, I for the first time I started to experience how easeful change projects can be or change processes can be for people and um, and that's why we started to bring that to the Netherlands um, and started to incorporate that into into our work and that was very exciting um, at the time I already said to my colleagues at times like yeah you know what the work that we're doing it's actually we're, we're corporate priestesses yeah um, i was <laughs> not allowed good. to say that to our clients <laughs> but it was so true it felt so true to me and <clears throat> this is why i then moved on to the academy for soul-based coaching again i was helped quote unquote, by my health, um, because I, my immune system just stopped cooperating with what I was doing. Um, and I had to withdraw from that. And um, in that period of time, I was just really curious and very frustrated because I had to let go of everything I'd built up mm -hmm. and including the ideas about myself, about who I was in the world. Um, but I also knew I was not here to just sit, you know, and watch life go by behind the window I'm, I'm here with a contribution I, I felt that really yeah. strongly so I started to really explore so what is it what what, what is it that I can do what, what do I feel called to do and this is when I started to notice that when I stayed really really close to that calling that I could do things whereas if I was like you know if I felt like a little impulse and then let my head get away with it I would be back in my bed before very long right it was really it was very direct feedback 
So eventually people ask me, you know, can you can you train us in how you've been training coaches? Because I've been training coaches since 2007. Um, can you do that for us now? And I was thinking, well, I can, but not in the way that I used to do this. So there are things that need to be different. And that really brought me to start looking at my spiritual path, which I'd been walking parallel to my corporate career all that time you know, kind of not really wanting to talk about it. It was like, that was something I did for me. Yeah, was there wasn't kind of like, other let's, life. Let's just, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like, let's let's ignore that. It's That's not what a professional is all about. Um, and I just noticed that it was not optional. That needed to be part of what I do in the world. And this is where soul-based coaching came to be. And, and what is important to say about that is that it is a dogma-free approach to bringing spirituality and coaching together um and i think it just makes so much more sense to me my body my my soul but yeah. also to what i see for um our clients and our coaches yeah um, wow well that is a whole lot of information uh in a few sentences there if we go back just a little uh, bit more um like you said you had your corporate life your corporate world and you had your ambition in that and next to that there was a different life there was a spiritual life and was there any uh, stress in keeping them uh, separated from each other did that contribute maybe to like a uh, burnout or misalignment in any way maybe yeah I think you know I wasn't aware of that at the time um, but I was so I was still young I was probably I was what was I 28 or when, I, when that burnout hit me mm. um, and you know it, it had an immune component to it as well but it was definitely also a burnout um, I was so busy trying to um, adhere to and adjust to what was the right thing to do or how you were supposed to do work or how you were to be uh, supposed to be a professional or you know and, and very um, sensitive to what the, the the unwritten rules of the workplace were at the time right this already this is like 25 years ago but mm. it's still um something that um yeah it's I, I, I still still operates for a lot of people there are these ideas about what is appropriate or what is professional or what is like um, a good good idea to do in the workplace and I was very carefully curating that what I did was that and not the other things of me yeah. so there were a lot of things that I didn't take with me into my workplaces um, you know and and with as I was walking that spiritual development path more and more started to kind of seep in and at least I gave myself permission to to acknowledge and feel and be who I am. Uh, but it, that, there was definitely, it was um, like, you know, I would have said, yes, we're doing corporate priestessing work, dear client, hey, yeah. you up for it. And <laughs> sure, I can I can talk business and, you know, there's no problem yeah. with that. Um, but the fact that my colleagues were saying, no, don't, don't, you're not, don't do that. <laughs> you know, that tells us enough because that's weird. It's woo woo, it's yeah. not yeah. solid, it's not, yeah, I keep coming back to this word professional today, but it's like, it's not, not done. It's not, you're not supposed no. to do that. And I think that is a form of, um, yeah, making, actually making ourselves ill as a collective, mm. um, uh, deciding that there are parts of life or of humanity that are not welcome or that are not useful in our workplace. I don't yeah. think that is uh, serving anyone. Yeah, no, it is not.
And if you uh, look back and, uh, you know, at the burnout period, um, how did the spirituality help you? I mean, hey, you, you mentioned something you experienced like a calling. So um, I would say you came more in alignment with your all, with your own soul's mission. Um, how did you deal with the burnout and how did the spirituality help you? Yeah, I think it's actually something I've been thinking about a lot this week. I was writing something on LinkedIn and this was kind of <laughs> popping up these, like, it's so interesting that these are so separate from each other, like the world of work and then the world of spirituality mm. and, and spiritual well-being. And I think, um, you know, spirituality is an aspect of humanity, of, of being a human, yeah. um, regardless of how, you know, if, if you are religious or practice a religion or not. Um, it's just part of, of, you know, we have bodies, we have minds, we have feelings. We also have a spiritual um, connection with life or our place in life. And um, so much of um, a lot of people um, are not born into a, a tradition where they feel like, yes, this is, this is me. This feels truthful to me. This feels right in relation to you. This, this world is fast changing and, and religion is not fast changing um, overall. So there's a lot of dogma. There is, so a lot of people don't feel at home there anymore. And so when we, when do we enter that world of spirituality is it's when we have like a dark night of the soul, right? When mm. with a burnout or when we're out of alignment um, and that's when we turn to, um, to find ways in which to get answers that we can't get from our logical minds or that we can't get from the people around us. Um, and then that's when we start to tap in again. And I think for me as well, it's been a vital part of, of my healing and, and growth over the years ever since that first burnout. And it's, you know, it's been steps and layers and, and kind of spirals to get to where I am today. And the spirals continue um, because I, I think, that aspect of human growth is, is just part of, of what we're here to do. Um, just like, yeah. you know, a, a, um, a rose bush will, will keep growing towards the light. Yeah. I think that's what we're meant to do too. Yeah. Yeah. So you uh, went through a transition and what was the biggest transition um, um, that you're still aware of that happened in that period? I think back then, the, like that burnout, that was um, that was learning to give myself permission to step outside of the patterns that I was aware of, like the the um, the, the the system as it was. So that was I was literally giving myself the assignment: live by your own rules, and that mm -hmm. was um in my schedule for example how much or when do i do things well when my body can do things okay so what needs to happen to create a life that works in relation to that and and a work life that works in relation to that so that i think that was the core part of what i started to do then and you know that was the beginning of a journey right yeah. and, and actually yeah. the, the spiritual journey had started before that but like it, it, it a lot came after that as well yeah 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 wow that sounds good it, it sounds like honoring yourself discovering yourself honoring yourself who you truly are and then uh, acting upon that and stepping into life 
with the with the new information, the new discoveries. Yeah, and and with um, it takes a lot of courage. I found for for mm. me, it took a lot of courage. You know, I come from um, a background of teachers and lawyers and um, um, healthcare. Um, and so it's all about how can you serve the system, right? How can you, like you're, you're this wheel in the, the big hole and, and how do you play your role right? That, that was a, that's how I've been raised to do that. So giving myself permission to say, well, actually I'm not in that hole in that way. I'm not, I'm, I'm not gonna change my shape to fit into that hole. Um, I'm going to be my shape <laughs> yeah. and, and then find a, a place where I can contribute. Um, and I'm going to decide that I'm going to create that place. Um, that is that that that's been yeah. That felt like a really courageous thing to do. Yeah. And and what would your um, say like biggest advice would be um, to listeners that are actually in a burnout or in a dark night of a soul? What advice would you give them? Mm, that's a really beautiful question. I think the first thing I would say is that you're okay, even though it feels deeply uncomfortable and it is so hard and can be so tough, you are actually okay. And the fact that this is what you're experiencing means that there's, there is a, a real opportunity to come into who you really are. And um, it takes courage and it takes support. And so find, find the support and find how you can step into that courage because life is too short to keep yourself in that place which is not aligned for you. Wow, wow, thank you, that is, that is good. And um, especially the part that you are okay. Uh, even totally if there okay. is like a pain or, or unease or, or whatever, you are okay, and this could be like uh, a new beginning. And that's what we see and read in all the, uh, even religious books, you know, uh, Hume writes about um, the dark night of the soul, that if you accept the dark night of the soul or the burnout or maybe the anxiety and start asking questions and stop fighting it, something very beautiful can come out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is it is a big part of waking up, waking up to who we truly are. And that can sound a bit grandiose or overused, but I think it is really um, exactly what it's about. Yeah. You know, this is a time where we see that the way we've been doing things is no longer working. And this is on an individual level and on a more collective level. And wherever we get these signals, um, it is, um, yeah, it's a big opportunity to start exploring what else could there be. Yeah, yeah, wow. So now you are um, educating uh, coaches uh, of people who want to become a coach. And it's a very special kind of coach because it's a soul-based coach. And uh, could you explain a little bit uh, about soul-based coaching? And uh, is the focus in soul-based coaching on the coachee or on the coach or maybe both? Well, the focus of the coaching process itself is on the coach, on the coachee, of course. I mean that that's why why that's our reason for being here. Um, 
in the coaching can be this is a modality of coaching that can be used for any coaching questions or any work or life related um, coaching question can be uh, worked on in this way and um, I guess the label of soul-based coaching um, when I chose it it really was to to put the spotlight on us being whole people and not just people who have a mind or a body um, and so th this modality um, very much invites and invokes all of the pieces of the client to be part of the conversation including their soul knowing so their deep deep knowing without us having any kind of expectation of what that looks like or what that sounds like um, because everybody has their own way of accessing that information even people who are maybe listening and thinking i have no clue i have no idea how that would work um, i can guarantee you that when we start to work with you within the first five minutes you will start to notice that you're accessing information that is very deeply inside of yourself um, that is different from what you have or that you're very familiar with um, in terms of your thoughts and feelings and so that is the layer that we work on that invites all of that knowing to be part of the change process. Wow. It sounds really good. Uh, you know, getting into touch with um, um, your own soul. Could you elaborate a little bit more about um, how you see the soul? What is our soul? Such a beautiful question. And you know what, William? Yeah. I, so I, many ways of answering that. And at the same I, time, there is none. Like it is, there are a lot of spiritual traditions who have their yeah. you know, own slightly different ways of, of giving definitions. Um, so for me, the realm that we tap into, that deeper knowing that I just yeah. spoke about, that is the same realm that I find when I do spiritual ritual or ceremony. It is a realm where there is a different kind of awareness and a different kind of relationship with space and time. Um, and for me, that is that realm of soul. And it is um, looking at it from a more of a definition <laughs> kind of place yeah. for me the soul is that part of our eternal being that is incarnated yeah. into the flesh right that is literally inside of our bodies and so um i find the, the terminology of the higher self somewhat oh we talked about it in the dutch podcast yeah i know i still remember it. that yeah <laughs> But it's like, for me, that information is, we, we can access it through our bodies. So we don't need to go up or out or, you know, no, no. ascend yeah. in that way. We go in, into the depths. And that's where there's like a portal into everything. Yeah. Could you say, maybe just a little bit to simplify it a little bit more and make it visual, I always think of the soul as uh, my real me and my real me is like eternal light mm. and eternal light living inside of this body. The world calls William. I call myself William. And as soon as my, my, my uh, body dies, uh, the lights will travel on um, 
maybe into a new life or into a different realm, I don't know. But this light is one with the universe or like an, yeah, an emanation of the universe. Beautiful, yeah. And it's, um, I don't know if I have a better metaphor for it. Um, the real me, it does a bit of, um, that gives relationships to ego and other models of yeah. psychology. Oh, yeah. that could give that, but but I, I I feel you when you say that. There's yeah. a there's a part of me that is so much bigger than this human form and this moment. And not bigger in the sense of better, it's more encompassing. Yes. Yeah, and um, it's 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 complete. It's whole. It's he. It's it's yes. Like that's why I, I say the phrase the real me because of course I am the real me as well. Just as uh, I am sitting here and talking to you, but that me is tarnished, maybe damaged by life, with all of my experiences and 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 what have you. Yeah, yeah, and it's like I'm 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 um, remembering a quote from um, John O'Donoghue, who was an Irish. Um, um, oh, this he's a poet, or he was a poet, but he was also um, um, a philosopher and um, a pastor. And so, I, I recently heard an interview with him, and he was he was pointing to how there is a part of us which lives outside of time and space mm. where you, where we are still whole, which yes. nothing can un, un, unwhole yeah. us. <laughs> and it's like when we enter this modality of work, that is the resourcefulness that we tap into. Yeah. That is the consciousness level that we, um, that we tap into. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where we have so much resourcefulness where we have, so much capability, um, so much potential, um, and we can just tap into it, utilize it, and and live that because it's all part of us too. And it's not as and and you know part of the the process of soul based coaching is to tap into that and then bring it into you know the everyday me yeah. of the client yeah. who is affected by you know by, by by all of the experiences that they've gone through in, in in really good ways and in ways that have been really painful um and so to allow for healing to happen um through that reuniting of what is possible and then also realigning the inner system you know including thought structures um emotional um patterns that people run so that they can be in a more aligned um they can live their life in a more aligned way both on the inside and on the outside yeah and and how would you know like uh, you said earlier on sometimes uh, uh, in a coaching session you can help people within like five minutes experience their um, uh, their soul knowing um how can you know as a human being that it is not my ego speaking or my thoughts my mind and how do you know it is like your true soul speaking to you i love the question um as a coach as a, as a client 
you know, because, um, you know, as human beings, we have, I don't know, is it 50,000 thoughts a day? I always forget. Them. Yeah, they say around 70,000, 80,000. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. And so most of those are repetitive, right? They're like parts of thought yeah. loops that we know very well, very, yeah. very well. Um, same with the way that we feel. We have habits in how we feel and what we're tapped into. And there's a relationship between the two. You know, um, sometimes they say, well, you're, you're thinking things first and others say you're feeling things first. It doesn't really matter. Like the, there's a lot of familiarity around these things. And um, people have often spend a lot of time thinking about the topic that they bring into a coaching uh, container, for example. But when you start to access this soul knowing, then people are starting to realize that they're surprised by the answers. They're, they're outside of that familiar, busy universe. Yeah, Thinking, yeah. feeling yeah. stuff. And they're actually starting to tap into the essence of that. And so you can, so the client is surprised. As a coach, you can see it because the way that they speak changes. So changes, there's, yeah. there's something about the pace. There's something about the... Um, where their attention is, there's not as much story anymore. There's not so much talking about things that have happened, um, but it's more of an inner inquiry and giving words to an, uh, an emergence of insight mm. that is starting to happen. Do you so see when it happens with uh, someone else um, that their emotion changes? Like if there's a real soul knowing that there's more like tranquility, peace, or even yeah. maybe happiness in, in oh, wow. You know, that's the first time that I experienced this. Yeah, and also anger, <laughs> frustration, okay. right? Because a big part of our psychological makeup is to keep us safe and going through yeah. our day-to-day -day life, right? And sometimes an insight really kind of opens up and people are starting to feel really angry about how things have turned out or, you know, yeah. about, about something that has happened. And that is, uh, you know, that, that kind of emotional level of kind of accessing it's like looking in i was gonna say looking in a mirror maybe it is it's like seeing life for what it is like your life experience for what it is and and yes having sometimes an, a response to that but very often it's more in the in the direction of more peacefulness um more um acceptance sometimes yeah um but but definitely more nourishedness um so there's a sense of a when you're when you're really tapping into that level of knowing there's a real sense of nourishment yeah. that is there for people yeah sometimes you know um i realize now when i when i hear you explaining that uh that our vocabulary uh how there's not enough words or not the right words even to describe that feeling. And it's like that feeling when I am outside and, and in nature that I can get like absorbed by nature or animals and the sun or even at night when I walk outside and look in, uh, at the, the moon and the stars, I get like emerged in, in what I see, in that beauty and I feel connected. And yeah. How do you find words to describe that? Uh, that is so sometimes so difficult. Yeah, and I think a lot of people um, have experience of, of that. Even yeah. people who would describe themselves as, no, I'm not spiritual, that's not for me. They, they might find it when they're you know, climbing the top of a mountain 
um, on their holidays and just kind of having that deep, you know, there's like a, it comes with a deep presence, right? Yeah. Which is what you also describe when you're in nature, but, you know, for, for, um, sometimes having some physical exercise helps people tap into that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the deep presence and then this openness for like the, the world around, like the, yes. the, the, the natural world around yeah. you. Um, and it, there's like, for me, that's where I find the divine. That's yes, my, that's my, exactly. That's my church. Exactly. That's my church. That is your my exactly. Yeah. Wow. I recognize that immediately when you say that, and it it gives you a feeling of uh, peace. Doesn't even cover the the experience. It's it's peace. It's oneness. Is it's joy, happiness, all at once. Feeling safe. Yeah. Um, even yeah, loved. Yeah. Absolutely, and 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 belonging, belonging to myself, belonging to like the greater whole, um, but also there's like, um, in a way, it's like an I'm in the right place at a very deep level. Yeah, that I experience in that wow. space. Yeah. Wow, oh, cheapest, eh? I get so enthusiastic about just talking about this because I then I feel it <laughs> all inside, and. Yeah. and this is this is one of the perks of this work is that you get to have people meet that place in themselves yeah but as you're holding space for this you're also like steeped into that quality of presence and and we're often when we're training our coaches you know this is like a year-long in-depth training but Mm -hmm. there's there's um we often talk about how how we're just in the sense of awe, right? Like there's like to be that close to like there's like a sacredness yes. to, to you and to yeah. me and to and it's like um, being allowed to witness that. Yeah. Is that is so incredibly special. Yeah. And um, there's a lot of entrepreneurs listening as well. Um, how would uh, having a soul-based coach, a uh, coach in your life and in your business, how would it help you in your yeah. business? Great question. Um, so I do, I do, for example, coach managing directors um, to, to work on the, the things that are most challenging to them. And it's not, it's not necessarily business strategy, although sometimes that comes into it. Um, but we're, um so i'm helping them deal with the biggest hurdles that are they're finding in their way and it's often to do with how they relate to the things that are happening around them um so that they can take a next step in Mm. the business um and um it's it's so beautiful (laughs) and also it is so very practical right because what we do is we help the client tap into their deepest knowing and find their own answers for what is next but it's not just logical mind answers and and like an action plan it is like an inner realignment so that what you want to have happen is like the logical thing that's going to happen because everything is pointing in the same direction 
Yeah. And so we're working with like the inner parts that are um, maybe um, holding you back or the inner parts that are in the way um, so that all of these parts start to cooperate and work together. And so then issues might not even be issues anymore. And so, you know, it's like uh, last time I've, you know, yeah, it's recently worked with a team um, where they had to, um, well, this was like an, a team within an IT organization um, and they had to, they were not really, people really didn't know where to find them. It's like they were kind of left alone and they were kind of outside of the, of the loop too often. And so they really had to start, you know, taking up their position and really yes. um, do that in a very effective way. And then, you know, while working with them, um, I, re I remember going back there one day after a little while because they, you know, we'd work together, they were going to do some things and I was going to go back and check in and just kind of take the next step. And I asked them, you know, what is it that, you know, what's happened since we last spoke? It's the update. Um, and they said, well, not much, really. And I was like, oh, really? <laughs> but then they started to talk about, well, we're doing this and we're doing this and we're doing this and we're doing this. And I'm like, guys, do you realize that none of, like all of these are, exactly in alignment with your desired outcome with where you want it to be it's not even new anymore you're finding it like the most natural thing in the world and that is because all of the internal parts have clicked into yeah. place wow yeah and then you have to help them to see that just just realize it just, yeah. just doing a moment to kind of go and pause and go oh yeah. look at that oh yes okay and so you know that, that's how change becomes actually really easeful yeah because like the, it's like the, you're taking away the inner barriers yeah. and you're helping people speak the same language, like literally, um, and then um, help them. Yeah, well, so if like an entrepreneur comes to you or one of your coaches uh, that you trained, uh, do you ever see like uh, they come with a desired outcome? Then the process starts and they get to know themselves, their soul. Uh, uh, the, the deepest knowing that the desired outcomes that they want to change that absolutely yeah and you know that here it's different if you're um, if you're working in an organization you have to deal with the yeah. kind of frames that an organization yes. sets right but if you're an entrepreneur you have a, you're, you have a lot more freedom yeah. um, but absolutely all the time and a part of that process of coaching is also like soul knowing is not something that you tap into once it that that is a very alive intelligence and so it is about you keep on checking back in uh, with what's happening what's unfolding um, and yes it, it can't not change almost the desired outcome <laughs> no. because you keep on learning more about yourself you keep on seeing um where you restricted or confined yourself or limited yourself in the past and you start feeling into the possibility of actually there's something much bigger that is possible and bigger doesn't mean like higher numbers or bigger results but it can also be much more freedom much more spaciousness however that translates so yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. updated desired yeah. outcome is a, is a good sign in wow this work. yeah yeah and if you want to become a like a soul-based coach um in your training is there like emphasis on you have to be able to tap into your own soul before you can even become a soul-based coach and does that always have to be in, in a certain kind of balance 
or is the magic maybe in, in the certain kind of questions that the coaches ask? Yeah, so there is, um, there's always multiple ways to answer a question like this. Um, first one is that you do not need to be perfect in order to be able to help people on their way. Um, so if you're, you know, anyone listening thinking, but I don't know how to do this. Um, so I can't do that. I first have to go and meditate in the Himalayas for like 10 years. Yeah. Okay, and then <laughs> yeah. I'll be ready. Like that's, that's not true. Um, this way of coaching, we, we often kind of use a, the metaphor of midwifing. So it, this is more mm. of a process of helping another person through a process, but at the same time, as you're learning the skills, you're also being the recipient of coaching a lot throughout the year. And so massive changes happen for people in terms of how they connect with themselves, how they relate to themselves and themselves and their lives, um, how they are in their work, um, you know, alongside of the, the coaching skills that, that yeah. they're taught. Yeah. yeah, and I can imagine that if people uh, sign up for uh, a training, uh, like the one-year training, that they already had uh, like an experience of listening to their uh, soul, uh, because otherwise they maybe um, would not even have Consider a desire it. or longing to yeah. become a soul-based coach, right? Yeah, I think, you know, the, the people that, we, that come to us are people that are usually... Um, a lot of them actually come from corporate backgrounds or are, are coaches or therapists. Um, like I'd say the other half are, are healers um, who, who want to add that piece of um, like solid skills to their toolkit. But like the people that come from more corporate backgrounds, they're often people who have worked with um, like the systemic nature of organizations, for example, yeah. who are already aware that life is not uh, linear. It's not one plus one is two or like there's a, like a cause and an effect. No, everything is circular. Um, at least and more like sphere like yeah <laughs> it's multi-dimensional yeah. and complex um, and people who, who are ha have noticed that for themselves that spiritual dimension in life is, is is actually really essential and not because we have to tell people how they need to be spiritual or, or we need to create dogmas but it's more about creating spaces where that is welcome for people if that is needed Right. So one of the beautiful things about the soul-based coaching modality is that it will invite those aspects forward without making it a big deal, right? Mm -hmm. And without having any expectation about what it should look like um, or how it should, up, should how it should show up, because it will be there. It's part of human nature. Yeah. So the people that come to us do have an, an understanding or, or have been getting these nudges in themselves that yes. Yeah. Um, I can't do this without that. Are there like any requirements to become like a soul-based coach or being trained by you? Um, well, you have to be willing to invest a year with yeah. us and to show up. Um, and it is, it is, um, it is both really beautiful and nourishing and challenging for people. So, and that is because we're working uh, from a paradigm shift, like. It, literally a different paradigm and it means unlearning as well as learning and it means yeah. that you're invited to step outside of your comfort zone um, in order to develop these really in-depth um, skills so that you can be in real integrity um, with yourself and the work um, so that's that's the main requirement that you're willing yeah. to do that and that you're that you're really feeling that yes that is what i want to do yeah yeah 
And if, if people are like curious, they can always uh, attend uh, a free workshop eh, that your uh, business gives. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, we can talk about this. Um, and, and as you said earlier, not for everything do we have words because no. this is outside of our everyday experience. And so having the experience of how the work is actually going through it, both as a coachee and as a coach, that will give you a lot more clarity um, about how, you know, what the skill set is about that we are teaching. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you, Annemiek. I think we should uh, leave it uh, at that for the moment. And um, for the people listening, if you are interested, just check out the show notes. Uh, we'll put a link up there. Uh, you can find the website and a link for uh, a free workshop. I attended one of those workshops, and I think it was the worst workshop about holding space. And that was really inspiring and, uh, and opened my eyes and heart even more and, uh, and made me hungry for more. So <laughs> you never know. Uh, but anyway, thank you so much, uh, Annemiek. And uh, if there are any questions, um, just ask them. Send them to support at williameister.com and uh, we will try and do another episode and answer those questions. So thank you, Annemiek. Is there like a final um, uh, word of wisdom, advice for the world outside there? In a way, for me, this work is about like reclaiming the heart of humanity, which may seem like a very big thing to say. I think if there's any way in which people feel that there is a layer of heart missing in what they're doing in their lives, that I highly, highly recommend that you check us out. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you.